Nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Coming up on the Speakeasy podcast, Aisha Curry. She's got a new Food Network show. She's got a new cookbook. And she just happens to be the wife of NBA superstar Steph Curry. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Hey, Christopher John Farley here, senior editor of the Wall Street Journal. I'm talking to Aisha Curry. She is a food expert. She's got a new show coming on soon on the Food Network. And she's also the wife of NBA superstar Steph Curry. Aisha, thanks for talking to the Wall Street Journal. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Okay, you got this show coming out on the Food Network, At Home with Aisha. Tell me a bit about that. What's that going to be like? How's that going to break new ground in the whole food area? Well, well first of all, that, it's not called that. That is, oh. that is a working title. It's a working title, okay. <laughs> so, um, but um, we've, we've shot it, and it's great, and I feel like the way that it's going to be different for the market is that it's going to be super accessible, um, there's really no fuss involved. Um, it really highlights all of the beauty that the Bay Area has to offer. So I'm excited to highlight um, a lot of, of small small businesses and farms and things like that there. Um, and it also just allows me to share um, everything that I love about food on a bigger scale because uh, I feel like with with my segments and things that I've done in the past, they've been super short and to the point, and this allows me to kind of be myself a little bit and um, share my love of food even more. So I'm excited. You also have a a cookbook coming out, The Seasoned Life. I've seen some pictures of that that you put up on your blog. Tell me, what's the philosophy behind that? Do you have any kind of, what is is your angle into food for that book? So my philosophy for that is that basically it's just kind of, I feel like my introduction to people, um, it sort of tells my story about and my journey with food about how I fell in love with it and when I started cooking and it has great family stories um, because at the end of the day for me um, everything revolves around food so the family table is is my biggest message to people I feel like it's important for families to get together and share a meal together, um, cook a meal together, and be able to communicate over that. Um, it's where my family and I, we had our, our best conversations and our worst conversations. And so that's really what the book is about. It's about sharing that and how to do it in an efficient and easy, approachable way. So all of the recipes are super easy. Anybody can can um, can cook them. And it's, it's going to be great. I'm excited for everybody to have it. Now, of course, um, you also have Little Lights of Mine, your YouTube channel where you regularly post all these clips of you having these various food adventures, and sometimes your your kids are with you, Ryan and Riley, and sometimes your husband's with you, Steph Curry. And one question I have is because I, I got a chance to meet Steph Curry a while back at an NBA 2K16 event. Oh, and, yes. and anyone who's met him, you know, he's, he's, he's 6'3". He's not the biggest NBA player out there. I kept wondering, why do they feed this guy to make him so good that he's able to dominate in games and dominate the NBA? So what, what do you feed the guy? Um, yeah, I was about to say, it must be my cooking. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume um, cooking does, uh, does, does play a part because, I mean, you've got to eat the yeah. right things to do what he does. Yeah, I feel like we try and have – I feel like, as with life, like it's just all about balance. So we try and um, incorporate a little bit of everything into especially his meals, so lots of veggie and high-fiber foods. We always try and do some sort of super grain. 
um, like quinoa, um, and then of course protein. Um, we love a good steak every now and then, but it's it's more important to do leaner leaner meats um, like chicken and turkey and salmon. So we do we do things like that a lot. Now, of course, you have a toddler and a baby, and I'm wondering, uh, what are you thinking on feeding kids? Um, did, did you develop a strategy and what you want to give them in the morning and in the afternoon and the nights? What, what is your, what's your thinking about that? Yeah, so Ryan is nine months now, so we're kind of going through that whole process all over again. But with Riley, what we did was we, we let her try a little bit of everything. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff that says what you should and shouldn't um, start them out with, but we... As long as it was healthy, um, we, we, you know, let her try a little bit of everything. So what I would do is whatever I was cooking for dinner that night, I would kind of make it um, baby food appropriate and cook it in a different way but still using those same ingredients so that she could enjoy it. And I think it really opened up her palate, and now she's, like, not she's not a picky eater at all, and I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Now, what I find interesting when I watch your videos is you bring the family along for a ride. I mean, there's one video where you're harvesting honey from bees, and Ryan's with you, and Riley's with you, and Steph makes a cameo. I mean, were you worried about anyone getting stung there? No, not at all. So we actually have those bees at our house um, in our yard, Um, and so it's something that I really got into. Um, The previous owners of our home, um, he was actually a bee rancher. And so he's the one that really got me into it and explained that, you know, these bees, one, they're, they're dying, they're becoming extinct, and two, they, they're docile. So they don't really want anything to do with us. They just want their pollen and their water, and they go about their, their business. It's funny because they're, they're called vegan bees, which I think is hilarious. But um, um, they, they just want pollen and water, and they're, they're not looking to sting anybody and. He was right because they just do their own thing. So I guess it's the detail I must have missed when I watched the video. These bees are actually being raised outside of your home? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a little bit crazy. So did you have to do a lot of reading up on them to make sure you're helping to care for them properly? And then... No, not really. They kind of send for themselves. Um, as long as you have, like, lots of green greenery around you, they, they thrive. So it's not, there's not really much to it. <laughs> and I know another issue you're really into is food waste. Can you tell yeah. me a bit about what you're doing to sort of work in that area and to uh, sort of combat food waste? Yeah, so basically I've teamed up with GLAD for Earth Month. It's not a day anymore. It's it's a month, which I think is awesome. Well, it's, it's really we should be implementing these things all year round, but um, specifically for awareness, there's now Earth Month. So um, we're really just trying to shed light on how much food we waste every year. Um, They did a study, and they found out that families throw away about $2,200 a year in food waste, which I think is, like, nobody wants to waste that much money on food. It's it's ridiculous. And so we're kind of shedding light on how you can take small steps to prolong, one, prolong the freshness of your food and, and, and just, create less waste for the environment. And so using Gladware um, helps with that. And um, it's something that I've genuinely used for years and years and years. It's what my mom used um, growing up. And so I use it a lot for like my meal preps. And I use, they have something awesome called freezer wrap. And what that does is it prevents your food from getting um, like the frostbite on it. Um, And so 
you wrap everything up in that and it can stay in the freezer um, depending on what, what you're using for a long, long time. And that way you're not wasting anything. It's awesome. Now, I know you were born in Toronto, Canada. I was, yeah. Uh, when did you first come to the States? So I, um, well, I've had dual citizenship since um, I was born. <laughs> My dad's American. So um, I lived, was born in Toronto and lived there until I was 14. And then I moved to the States, um, to North Carolina specifically when I was 14. So. So you're, so you're there till you're 14. So you must really feel Canadian, though. I mean, do you feel like, I mean, are you rooting you know, for it's funny. I, I like to say I'm a passionate dual citizen. So I love Canada. I love the States. Um, I have so much family here in the States and was visiting all throughout my life up until the point that we moved here. So, I mean, both are, are really my home. I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I have equal love for both places. Well, well, let's probe that. Were you a Toronto Raptors fan when you were a kid? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get, get shunned for this, but I, I wasn't big into sports growing up. I didn't know much about it. Um, I ran track and field in high school um, and threw shot put in discus, and that was about it. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't a lot. It, was, <laughs> it got me out of class. <laughs> That's how I like to put it. And is there any kind of Canadian cuisine? I mean... I mean, I guess the only thing I could think of that's super Canadian is like poutine, which is it sounds disgusting, but it's it's French fries with gravy and cheese on it. It's delectable. It's delicious. Now, at one point, you were an actress. You appeared on a lot of shows yeah. that I watched with my kids, like Good Luck Charlie back in the day and <laughs> Hannah Montana. And mm-hmm. but you transitioned, and now you're you're more into food. And why do you think you caught the food bug? You sort of touched on that, but why do you think you? transitioned over to wanting to write about food and do all these projects that are food-related? So it's so funny because um, sometimes I'll, I'll see things and they're like, oh, she, she, she's a failed actress, whatever, whatever. And, and I, you know what? It's something, it's a decision I made for myself. Um, it's something that I was doing since I was, I mean, two years old, um, especially in Toronto. Um, there's a big film industry there, so I did a lot of, like, commercial work and it was kind of like my extracurricular, like what sports would be for uh, another child was what acting was for me. And so um, I tried it out um, as a semi-adult. I was 17 when I moved to L.A., and I tried it out for a couple of years and was at the age where I could really make decisions for myself, and I realized it wasn't what I was passionate about. Um, and morally, like wasn't it wasn't what I wanted to do um, for myself. And so I made it... A career switch, and I tried to figure out what it was that I was truly passionate about. And for me, that was my family, and it was food. Um, and it's one of those things that I wish somebody would have told me that I could have, you know, made a career out of earlier. But everything happens for a reason, and I feel like um, it's the perfect time for me to kind of um, take that step in, in the direction. And I'm so passionate and happy to be able to um, have made a career out of this. Now, I see on your, your blog you have, I love the Lord, food, yes. and my family. I assume yes. that's not the order, right? That's, that's not the order you believe in those things. Um, <laughs> well, the Lord first, yes. Okay. That's correct. And then maybe swap the other two. <laughs> okay, good. 
<laughs> I also found it fascinating. You do a lot of traveling for your videos because you're in Napa Valley, you're in Austin, Texas, you're in London, you're in New Orleans. Is that something you plan to do more of, maybe for your show or as you continue your blogging and your 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 YouTubing? Um, so the goal the goal for the show, I it just it looks looks like that, but it just so happens that when we travel, I I try and like capture something to be able to share with everyone. Um, but for the show, the goal is, it's mostly in my home, um, but the goal is to kind of highlight what the Bay Area has to offer, because I feel like, I feel like L.A. gets a lot of attention um, because it's L.A., uh, but the Bay Area has so much deliciousness to offer, um, so I'm really excited to be able to kind of um, show that off a little bit. Okay, we're going to take a pause and be back with a little bit more with awesome. Aisha Curry. Hi, this is Kevin Sintemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off-Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Okay, this is Christopher John Farley, a senior editor with The Wall Street Journal. I'm talking to Aisha Curry, who is a food blogger, a food writer, a food expert, She's going to do a new show on the Food Network. She's got a cookbook coming out, The Season Life, and she just happens to be married to NBA superstar Steph Curry. Aisha, thanks for talking with me. I appreciate it. Hey, Thank you so much. I, I yeah. got to ask you a Steph question. You know, I'm worried about his ankles because you know, my son's a huge fan. Is, is he going to be able to, to you know, do what he usually does in the games coming up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of one of those things where um, something, you know, freakish happens and then it's, it just takes a little bit of time. Um, and so that's what's happening right now. It's like I feel like in this situation it's just best to play it safe because it's going to be um, what we hope to be um, a long run um, going for another championship. And so it's, it's just better for him to, to take it easy right now and make sure he's back 100% before – you know, he takes any risks. So I think that's what's happening. The team's doing a really good job of um, holding their own, and you know, I think they're I think they're doing great right now. So I feel like it's 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 better for him to just take it easy. But one thing I always wonder at you know because you're a food expert, the food is because I have a son that plays basketball. He's he's 13, and whenever I take him to games or whether he's actually playing his own AAU games, the food around basketball is so terrible. The food at these stadiums is You're not right. very nutritious. Yeah. The food at the You're games, right. they're giving um, them candy and stuff. What can we do about that? What can be done? I mean, is this something you've noticed as well? Well, I think uh, at some arenas that is the case, but at ours in particular, at Oracle, I think they've done a great job of having that balance um, because they do have healthy options. They have um, fresh stands that have juices and um, they have smoothies uh, shuffling around and they even have these delicious like mason jar salads that are available um, but at the same time they do have you know sweets and and um, fun stuff I feel like that's the environment to have them in because people are celebrating it's a special occasion so I feel like it's okay to have it there um, but it is nice that they're offering those options so I feel like it's just about balance a snack here and there isn't a bad thing and you've really established yourself with having your own social media presence. You know, you're, you're big on Twitter. You're big on other social media outlets. Uh, do you spend a lot of time thinking about that? Is it something that's really sort of you feel is part of building up your brand as a food expert? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, uh, what, 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 and then what's your sort of thought process when you tweet something out? I mean, you're thinking, you know, 
this is just for fun? You're thinking, okay, this this is going to help communicate you know, my identity as a food expert? No, or- I think um, I think I've always just like been true to myself, and so whatever I'm feeling at the time is what I'm saying, um, and I just kind of take it in stride like that. <laughs> And you 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 live in Charlotte now, right? And um, we, no, we live in we live in um, the Bay. Okay, I mean, yeah. sorry, I mean, I mean, well, you, you have roots in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you have roots in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they they might bring the NBA All Star Game there mm-hmm. next year. Is it something you're excited about going back there and participating in that? Oh my gosh, we are thrilled! We can't wait. It's so ironic that it was in Toronto this year, and now next year it's in Charlotte. I mean. It couldn't have turned out any better for us. So we're really, really excited. I think it's going to be fantastic. What is the NBA All-Star Weekend like when you're a family member? Is it crazy? Is it hard to take it all in? It is hectic, um, especially uh, like with the caliber that Stefan's playing at. Um, There's a lot of obligations involved. And so the schedule is just, I mean, it's hectic, but it's it's all fun stuff at the same time. But there's a lot going on. And there's also been some talk about, you know, you know, with that whole North Carolina bathroom bill that some people say discriminates against transgendered people, they might cancel the All-Star Game or move it. I mean, did you have any thoughts about that, about what they should do or what they might do? You know what? I have no idea. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what's next, what's next for you as a food blogger? I mean, you have a, a cookbook coming out. You have the show. You have the blog. You have the YouTube seems like you're cooking on all cylinders. Is there something else you want to do with sort of building your food brand and your food identity? Um, absolutely. I feel like with everything happening right now, I'm just excited for the book to come out. Um, it's a dream come true. It's definitely a bucket list um, thing, and I'm, I'm just excited for it all to happen. And so I think just watching all of these dreams come to fruition is like what I'm ready to do just to enjoy it and be in the moment. Um, there's a lot of things in the work that – works that I'm not um, allowed to talk about right now. What? But no, you got to tell us. Tell us right now. We want to break some news. I can't, but there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of stuff um, in like the 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 product world that's going to be um, launching soon and I'm super excited for people to to see what we've been working on. Oh, will there be an actual curry dish in your uh, <laughs> your your cookbook? There is. So my mom's uh my mom's Jamaican curry and dumplings is in there, so I'm excited. Oh man, you've you have you have got Jamaican heritage? I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah. So my, my mom is Jamaican and Chinese and my dad is Polish and African American, so I'm I'm quite the cultural melting pot myself, no pun intended. Great, so we'll get some of that Jamaican flavor in the cookbook and maybe in some yeah. of the other stuff you do. Absolutely. And finally, when you that song, the Drake song, Zero yeah. to Hundred, which you know kind of name checks uh, your husband, sh- sh- calls him Chef Curry. You, you did a remix of it on one of your videos. Do you remember when you first heard that? What you thought of? Because I've always wondered what you guys thought when you first heard that song. Because I mean, Drake's Canadian artist. Here he is, yeah. name checking your husband. What well, did you think? I don't care how much that song wasn't about me. <laughs> it was about me. <laughs> I'm I'm Chef Curry. <laughs> well, on that note, can't tell me anything. <laughs> well, Aisha Curry, thanks a lot for talking to the Wall Street Journal. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Charles Schwab. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. But what policy changes should investors be watching? Washington Wise is an original podcast for investors from Charles Schwab. 
that impacts the stories making news in Washington and how they may affect your finances and portfolio. Listen at schwab.com slash Washington Wise.